When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to another episode of Pop Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm still not your attorney. Pop Wild Podcast is presented to you by Revolt Podcast Network. On this episode, I am continuing the conversation on the criminalization of hip-hop lyrics, this time focusing on RICO charges. I'm sitting down with recording artist, Jerome. What up, what up? Let me get into your bio, Jerome. It's okay. really, really extensive, so <laughs> here we go. Jerome is a rapper, writer, and producer based in Los Angeles. His second studio album, Keep Everything Yourself, is now available worldwide. Born and raised on the southeast side of Columbus, Ohio, Jerome found solace in his music as an escape. After relocating to Los Angeles, Jerome released his first project, Never How You Plan, which received critical acclaim and several viral moments. Authenticity is at the core of Jerome's art. You will find that honesty in his lyrics and creative endeavors. Got it. Welcome to Pop Ball. <laughs> Thanks for having me. From your bio. Okay. Authenticity at the core. Right. Really speaks to me. So let's see how authentic you're gonna get with these rapid fire questions. Uh, <laughs> All right, okay. you ready? I'm, I'm, I think I am. Don't be nervous. Okay. Caramel or caramel? Um, caramel. East coast or west coast? I, I can't answer that. All right. How about <laughs> hot or cold? Uh. I'm gonna say hot. 90s or 2000s R&B? Mmm, 90s. All right, all right, all right. Loafers or Jordans? Jordans. Depends on what loafers. <laughs> what are but, your favorite loafers? I mean, well, that that's a host of a lot of questions. Now I gotta think about how I'm styling it. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm just gonna stick with Jordans. Okay, okay. Young money currency or jet life currency? Jet life. These get harder. Okay. LeBron or Steph? Oh, LeBron. That's easy. <laughs> no offense, Steph, but. A good kid, Matt City, or to pimp a butterfly? Good kid, Matt City. Joy or ride death? Mmm. Nah, nah, that's the that's the tough one. I'ma say joy. So joy is your song and ride death is also your right. song. So tell us a little bit about them both. Um, so Joy kind of, uh, it's a song I actually did with BJ, Chicago Kid. It kind of reminded me, kind of reminds me of like a f familiar feeling, like nostalgia, family, you know, waking up and going to church in the morning. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like the, the inspiration behind that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel like a Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, right, Def, uh, can we cuss? What's the, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> right, Def, it's, it's, it's some shit talking, but it's also like um, some storytelling to yeah. it. Um, you know, so it goes from just talking about the day in the life mm -hmm. to talking about uh, the idea that, you know, police should be living in neighborhoods they police to, you know, 
Brian driving to see one of my shows yeah. for hours, you know? So it's a, there's a lot in it, but um, overall it's, it's some good wordplay. So thank you for the description of those two songs. I definitely love them both. And Joy is one of my favorites. Okay. Um, so a line from there, which is directly relevant to our conversation. Right. They make money when you miss that. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that lyric and I, I, it kind of, I think there's just a lot of predatory, you know, behaviors in, in our culture. And so people definitely um, wait for an opportunity for somebody to make a misstep or to not have an understanding of their rights or, you know, um, or, or how they should be treated in certain situations and people take advantage of that, you know, from, from healthcare to dealing with police to even just brands, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, and even with music and what right. we're talking about today, these RICO charges. So let me talk to you a little bit about what RICO charges are. And we won't go into deep on the breakdown. We'll give a full uh, description of how that law works with okay. music. But RICO stands for Racketeer, Influence, and Corrupt Organizations. And it's an act, so RICO Act. And it provides extended criminal penalties and civil causes of action performed as a part of an ongoing criminal organization or enterprise. And so in cases with rap lyrics, people who have groups, they say that that is an organized crime. Whereas, you know, black people, we know that you have your set of friends just right. like everybody else. Why does it have to be a group that is doing criminal acts? Right. Rappers that have faced RICO charges include, but not limited to, YFN Lucci, Bobby Smurda, Takashi 69 Young Thug, and Gunna. The law was initially created to take down crime organizations or crime enterprises such as the Mafia, and has since been used to take down criminal enterprises such as the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club and now rappers for their music lyrics. Some crimes that fall under RICO include illegal gambling, bribery, kidnapping, murder, money laundering, counterfeiting, embezzlement, drug trafficking, slavery, and other business practices. If convicted, defendants can face up to 20 years per crime or up to life in prison, pay fines, and lose all their rights to their property. The issue here is that rappers tend to run with entourages and prosecutors are equating these entourages as criminal enterprises. Oftentimes, that is a false narrative. It is common for black communities to name their crews of friends. For example, in college, my crew was called Chocolate Heat. That was because we were all fly black girls. In the chance event, the groups were committing crimes at one point. Historically, the basis for committing those crimes were for survival, particularly when the groups come from decrepit neighborhoods and or grow up in poverty. Thus, it is problematic to conclude that the crews cannot grow. It is also problematic that rappers are being penalized for bringing their friends out of the hood with them. The crazy thing is oftentimes if they don't help the hood, they are victims themselves to the crime by the hands of the same people that they grew up with and left behind. Right. Is that something that sparked your mind or you think about if you're with your friends and they might label you as a, a, a unit or a gang? I mean, it's, especially when you consider how many, um, statistically how they lock up black people. Um, 
it, it's not like uncommon for you to know somebody who's been to jail, prison, or have, you know, maybe done a little dirt. It's almost like you're being penalized um, just for living or being associated with the communities you come from. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, gives pause for concern. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And and what's more troubling about RICO, the RICO Act, for me is uh, the government can seize your assets mm -hmm. and take back property that you own right. because they think you may have gained it in a in a negative or criminal way. Right. That's again taking away Black people's power of entrepreneurship and property ownership, which is again problematic and yeah. targeting. Right. Definitely. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of times, like low hanging fruit is it's an easy target, you yeah. know, and it allows them to, you know, beat on the chest a little bit and say, look at us being tough on crime. Yeah. Um, which is an illusion in and of itself, because like if you want to be tough on crime, to me, you should be looking at the, the sources of crime. Absolutely. Like, why are people even in positions to feel like they need to commit crime? And usually it's you know, out of lack of resources. Yeah, 100%. And so the money that they're expending for indicting us or building cases right. for years, hiring, you know, the hip hop police that we yeah, all exactly. know yeah. about, yeah. and definitely, you know, people posing on social media, spend that on putting money back into our communities that are sometimes poverty stricken. Definitely. Celebrate 50 years of the Timberland original yellow boot and the culture that made it an icon. The Timberland Hip Hop Royalty Boot remixes the classic in a glorious purple waterproof leather with premium crafted details inspired by the four pillars of hip hop, DJing, graffiti, emceeing, and breakdancing. Get yours in select stores or at Timberland.com. Available in men's, women's, and youth sizes. Timberland, built for the bold. Definitely. And, and I think that's what some of the language when, you know, when you hear people say defund the police, um, a lot of what they're really saying is, you know, invest those resources into the community. Right. You know, crime prevention starts with people having jobs and having, you know, like food to put on to feed their kids. You know, like crime isn't as random as they try to make it out to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And then how do we get those guns in our community, right? Yeah, exactly. We are not knowing where to go buy AR-15. Right. They are supplied and implanted. Right, and they're not made in those communities. Absolutely, absolutely. So when I see videos and rap music being targeted, you know, we have to look at the sources, but obviously it is for other people to profit off and make mm -hmm. money because we're locked up on these RICO charges, Definitely. but the labels and everything else are still making money because these sometimes are number one selling records. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a lot of hypocrisy, like it's a lot of hypocrisy, like a lot of, uh, you know, like like for like when when I see people on TV, you know, and they're like the former president, for example, and they're like, you know, encouraging insurrections and yeah. you know other political leaders doing the same, and it's like you know it's a it's a rapper over here. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous, but that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. 
Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Doing art, no different than, you know, the, the best directors in Hollywood. Right. And so it, it's, it's just unfortunate because everyone isn't held to the same standard. And the idea that politicians are held to a lower standard than entertainers is just wild to me. Politicians and even artists that are not in the hip hop genre. There right. are yeah. other yeah. artists Definitely. across different genres that talk about similar things. I don't see them being locked up and having their lyrics used against them. Right. And is that something that you think about and consider or are conscious of when you're writing your songs? Yeah, in some ways, yes. But I mean, my. Okay, so I think this is what kind of get interesting because I think historically, when you look at these institutions, they've targeted black art, you know, black activists, black leaders. So it's not always like this idea that you have to be doing criminal yeah. activity to be targeted. Right. Like just speaking out about, you know, the injustices of these institutions make you a target. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, you know, not um, naive to the fact that, you know, not just going with the flow makes you can put some eyes on you. Right. For sure. Definitely. And while your music is completely different, you know, and, and not those topics, I think, at least I'm not an artist, but, it, you know, maybe it does give you some pause to be more aware of what you're talking about, obviously, because there's institutions and systems in place that we're automatically criminalized. Everything is scrutinized that we do. Exactly. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think I was I was looking at this. It was like a stud, a Yale study, and they were showing how um, preschool teachers were looking at kids. It was like two white kids, a black girl and a black boy, and the idea was to point out bad behavior. Yeah. And so the, there was no bad behavior, but really it was an eye. They were monitoring their eyes and seeing who they watched the most, mm -hmm. and it was the black boy that they watched the most. Yeah. So it's like you know you have. It's like people are misdirected. You know, they tell you like these are super predators. Yeah. You know, these are the bad guys. Stay, watch them, and then that allows everybody else to run amok. <laughs> run amok or <laughs> yeah. shoot up schools you know and yeah, churches. Exactly. Yeah. When we are not those ones necessarily committing random acts of violence and right. crime against people, and unfortunately, sometimes we do it amongst ourselves, but it's being conditioned and again mm -hmm. those systems set in place for us to fear a person that looks like us as opposed to those who have been oppressing us since the right. very beginning right yeah it could get to that point it's like you know when you talk about crime it's about access and proximity yeah like you people commit crime in neighborhoods they live in and it affects people that are closest to them absolutely so this idea of like black on black crime it's it's a it's a myth because you, you never hear them talk about white on white crime. <laughs> ever, and how, ever. You know, and how other races commit crime in their own communities and against the people that look like them mm -hmm. because it's about access and proximity. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so hopefully, you know, we'll be shifting that narrative and taking back our own narrative and shining a light on what's really important. Right. And again, when we talk about these RICO charges and you know, these artists not getting bonds, but all of their property taking and going directly to the state, then that becomes problematic as well. Definitely, definitely. Let's, let's make this a little bit lighter for a second. Okay, okay. What does art mean to you? I think at the core is like um, expression. Mm -hmm. You know, like it could be in the form of, you know, visual. It can be the form of um, 
music. It could be even science, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think at the core, it's just expression. And creatively, where do you draw from? Part, I, I definitely draw from my life experiences. Like, I'm very, uh, like, I have to live to create. Right. Yeah, like, I'm not a, I know some people wish I was a studio rat. Like, I just, like, I really <laughs> got to be outside, you know, living and experiencing things to, to draw inspiration from. And do you draw inspiration from other people's stories and things that you witness as well? Uh, definitely. I mean, I think it's all, it's all like, a, you know, the sum of all parts kind yeah. of thing, you know? Um, just drawing from previous experiences and ideas that you thought were true right. versus like what you know to be true today, you know, and tying those, those dots together. Like I think um, a lot of my, my art comes from that even revisiting, you know, things I may have said in previous songs and either correcting myself or um, saying I was right or wrong, you know? Yeah. So I think that's that's a part of my, my process. And that's about growth and reserving the right to change your mind and with experience and times, perspective change. So yeah. I think that's absolutely important to show Definitely. growth in the music. Definitely. What was your initial reaction when you did see your counterparts mm -hmm. being indicted and, and going down? Mixed emotion. Like, you you know, there's a, there's a level of, like, shock. But then there's a reminder that, like, you know, as mentioned, like, this isn't, this is not nothing new, you know, from, yeah. like, Billie Holiday to, um, you know, other leaders like uh, Fred Hampton. Like, you know, there's a list of black artists yeah. and black leaders who have been targeted by our government, Absolutely. you know? Um, so it's unfortunate on so many levels. Um, you know, um, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't wish prison on, 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 on anybody. Like, yeah. yeah, particularly when they're in prison for a case solely built on song lyrics. Right. And so one thing I think that lawyers and other people are doing to try to safeguard creativity mm. is to back bills with different politicians okay, yeah. to enact law to make sure that prosecutors are not solely using lyrics to build their case on an evidentiary standpoint. So there are federal laws or bills that just went up. Uh, California and New York are also mm -hmm. putting in these bills to try to mitigate that. And these uh, bills are backed by Jay-Z, Meek Mill, and, and other artists. And so when you see, you know, Jay-Z or right. a Meek Mill back these types of bills, how do you feel as an artist? I think it's important for people who, who do have a platform to either um, speak, and if they don't have the tools, find the people who, who, who can yeah. and put them in a position to speak. Um, and I think there needs to be more of that. Just people, you know, everybody doesn't have to, to, to be a voice. Right. But if you have access and you have resources, you should be able to lift those people up who have been working in that space, for the, in this space for decades. Like there's a lot of people who have been talking about these issues and who have done the work, you know. Um, and so it, it's, it's definitely important. I think, um, you know, I mean, First Amendment speech is like, you know, I mean, you gotta protect yeah, it. You gotta yeah. protect that freedom of expression. And it's not like it doesn't come with without consequence. You know, like yeah. anything you do and say does have consequence, but it's about being able to say said things. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And so we have to protect those 
freedom of speech, First Amendment laws, those copyright laws where you can't use lyrics against people. Right. And then again, using your platform and resources to spread awareness, and, and you're doing that today. So, you know, definitely you're going to be touching a bunch of other artists who are up and coming or people who are already established mm -hmm. to, uh, to think twice about what they're saying. Right, right. It's, it's what you're saying, it's how you say it, you know. The idea that, you know, everything is fair and equal is... A myth, as yeah, you said, Yeah, yeah, right? so it's like, you know, you just gotta be mindful of how you moving. Um, you, what's the, you know how, what's that saying? Like, if somebody hits you and you hit them back, it's like, yeah. the person who hit, hit, hit back get, get caught. Yep. It's a lot of that, you know? Yeah. So you just gotta, you know, kind of be strategic with how you move in, in these spaces. So the three takeaways from our discussion with Jerome are, first, missteps may cost rappers their life and or livelihood. Second, bringing your friends with you may cause you to fall victim to RICO charges because you will be considered a criminal enterprise. Third, your lyrics may cause you to lose your real and personal property. So what's next for you? Working on a new sound. Um, just trying to be, be more creative. Uh, and music specifically, but just other endeavors too. Um, but the main thing is, is music. So I'm, I'm, I'm focused on that right now. All right, well, tell everybody where they can reach you and listen to all your music. Music is on all streaming platforms. Uh, I could be reached on, on the socials at Jero, that's J-E-R-R-E-A-U. Yeah, yeah, straightforward, you know. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on and, you know, advocating for us. I love your music Thank you. and Thank you. keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pop Law Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm still not your attorney. Make sure that you check out Pop Law Podcast presented by Revolt Podcast Network. You can find us at poplawpodcast.com, Poplaw Podcast on social media and all streaming platforms. Stay tuned for the breakdown episode where we will discuss Rico Laws. Bye. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.